Welcome to the Caffeinated Thrifter Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy, and I'm a full-time vintage reseller on Poshmark. My store is called Millie's Modern Vintage, but on Poshmark, you will find me under the name Millie's MV, M-I-L-L-I-E-S-M-V. You can also shop my new website, www.milliesmodernvintage.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook as Millie's Modern Vintage. I am so excited to interview a friend of mine, and her name is Stephanie. Stephanie is a full-time reseller from Medicine Hat, Alberta, and the owner of DYL Fashions. You can find her as DYL Fashions on Instagram, Facebook, and Poshmark, and also check out her website, dylfashions.com. I am so excited to share her with you today. Okay, so this is a huge, huge moment. This is my very, very it is big, my very first podcast with my very first guest, somebody who I love and adore, and I'm thrilled that she decided that she was going to be part of my podcast. So I'm going to introduce you all to Stephanie Sissons from DYL Fashions. And Stephanie, how are you? I am thrilled to be here. Um, I'm good. I'm excited for your uh, podcast. I love Thank the name. And I'm just honored to be the first choice. Well, it kind of, it kind of needed to be you because you're the driving force, one of the major driving forces behind how I got to here. So I'm like, it was only fitting for you to be the first podcast. And you have so much knowledge. Like you have so many good snippets and pieces of information that I think would be very helpful to a lot of people. And I thought, well, why not just have you on to start this thing out? So I want to go back it's to, sorry, I just have to add something in here, but isn't it funny how you say I'm the driving force when I feel like you're my driving force too. Aww, so I guess mutual admiration society. <laughs> I feel like in my yeah. life, recently were aided by you for sure well that's you were good always my cheerleader. oh i am and i always will be your cheerleader <laughs> so stephanie let's rewind to like way way back and tell everybody how we first met or how you think you can remember we first met um when i think about that moment i actually picture you standing in line at my till uh in my store with some great jewelry in your hands. I'm not sure if that's actually how it happened, but I feel like um, kind of. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we in my store, um, we shared a love of jewelry, we shared mm -hmm. a love of vintage, furniture. Um, I feel like we shared a love of many, many, many things. Um, we got to know each other that way. And then uh, we were actually in a business group together for a little while, and um, I was, envious of your social media presence and you were always such a big cheerleader when it came to our social media for my business so I guess that kind of drew me to you and then you modeled for me um, <laughs> smile and fantastic uh, showing off of the fashions and um, then you came to work for me which to be I honest did. I was honored when I seen you apply 
um, or just message me about the job, I was thrilled. So well, I was thrilled. Media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did my social media, taught me a ton about social media, and we'll be good friends forever. And the rest is history. Isn't that funny? Like, really, like, when you look back, I just find it so funny how that one moment, I do remember, I walked into your store because I was looking for, I was looking for jewelry. I think I was going to a conference or something. I was going to Nashville, I think. (laughs) And I believe I was looking for some big old blinged out belts, Western belts. And I think that's when I stopped into your store. And then we actually went into this big in-depth conversation right then and there. It's like, oh, this girl, yeah. I love her. <laughs> and that's how it happened. <laughs> it was meant to be. It yeah. was meant to be. Yeah. It was meant to be. So let's talk a little bit about your um, what you're doing right now. You're a full-time reseller. And um, just going back to the beginning, when... When did you start and how did you start reselling? So my first experience at reselling was actually in uh, early 2000s. Um, I bought uh, children's toys, vintage toys, vintage books, and I sold them on eBay. Um, that was when eBay was becoming big. Uh, I did a lot of that, but the profit was very minuscule. So it was a lot of effort for very little profit, but I found that kind of prepared me and it gave me this bug of buying and selling. So um, years later, I ended up selling sunglasses and jewelry on uh, my own Facebook group and through the other kind of local Facebook groups that were popping up. It was when Facebook was kind of getting big and yet these buying and selling groups. Um, So I started with the sunglasses the jewelry, added purses, um, kind of, you know, snowballed to um, trade shows, a store. And then I would say about six years ago, I started selling secondhand, uh, primarily um, jewelry, shoes, purses, women's fashions. And that was it. Once I started doing that, I knew that there was nothing else that I wanted to do. And that just kind of became my passion. And then in February of this year, um, I my lease was up on my store and I had been working on my e-commerce site. And so I took a gamble and with your cheerleading <laughs> and, um, and uh, I closed my store and yeah. went uh, online completely. Yeah, that was a that was a big step. Yeah, you asked me when I started, I kind of went into the all. The no, all. no, that's okay. <laughs> But that was, that was a big step. And I mean, where we're at right now, it's kind of an important step because I mean, all of your sales are now predominantly online. So. Right. And it was definitely aided by the, the Poshmark. Um, yeah. Coming to Canada. That was huge yeah. for me. They started, I believe it was June or July of last year. And I started putting items on there right away. And it just, like exploded it was insane how much we could sell on there and so with that and my own e-commerce store uh, that I had been kind of working on for about two years before that um, the two of them became enough for me to close the uh, brick and mortar store and work online from home 
yeah. cut down my costs. And yes, thank you to COVID because that uh, was a good time, I guess. Yeah. I bet you notice like such a change in your expenses, like kind of getting off track here, but it must be a huge change in your expenses, you know, being home versus being in a brick and mortar. Yeah. When you think about your rent, your employees, um, just, you know, little, just the little costs too, like your utilities, your phone yeah. bill, your internet bill. Um, like, you know, you have to have security, um, all, like all these things add up to this monstrosity of amount. And when you don't have that, um, I tell you, I sleep a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It must be a major change. I can, like, I can only imagine. That's awesome. That's awesome. So your business is now in your home, right? Like everything, mm -hmm. the whole setup is in your home. So I want to know, uh, actually, I already know, but <laughs> for the listeners who are listening, I want you to tell me a little bit about what your setup looks like. Like, What does your photo booth look like? Your storage, like how are you storing all of your items, your inventory system? Kind of just give me a little bit of a down low about that situation. So I'm just going to flash back to a moment when I was packing it up. Um, and I phoned my friend Wendy. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> so our store was 3,000 square foot. Um, now I, I live in a 800 square foot bungalow. So 800 square feet on the top and 800 on the bottom. Yeah. So I had to take everything um, that I had and move it into my house. So there were some tears and you said to me, it's going to work and you're going to be able to fit it in it happened yeah so it was an adjustment um especially for my family my husband and son were amazing they helped me pack everything up they helped me load everything up um so my photo booth is actually in what used to be my dining room um we actually renovated our house slightly to to include an extra living room for this specific thing so we made room in the house basically yeah you um, made it happen yeah, so I have um, storage in a bedroom, totes, ceiling high, and I actually have a really, really huge closet that my husband built me um, years ago. And so I, a lot of that stuff, a lot of my hanging stuff is in there. Shoes are on my shoe shelf. So really, my closet has now become their closet. <laughs> so God bless your uh, husband for building that closet, <laughs> right? Bless his heart. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful man oh, that's um, fantastic. so I uh, my inventory system is um, I was using a POS program that I was using through the store yeah but now that I don't have physical sales I've actually discarded that POS system and I'm just using WooCommerce which is for my website so yeah I have <clears throat> I have item codes everything has a, a two-letter code with a number so like a pants would be PT and then the number. Yeah. So everything kind of has its own inventory code. I find that helps. I would really love to discard it and just work with nothing. But I feel like that is an important step that you need to yeah. have to keep it straight. I mean, I have over 800 items. Um, so that's a lot. It's a lot. It, it is a lot. Yeah. So the other, um, so storage, yeah, storage, I've got totes hanging, um, a lot of shelving. 
and uh, yeah, that's about it. I think yeah. did I cover all your questions. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm just thinking like, I have an online store too, and I don't have as much inventory and stock as you and holy Hannah, it's, it's interesting to find the room for it, <laughs> you know, yeah. but yeah. you have to carve out a you do. home, I think, like, yeah, we were discussing taxes and talking to the accountant and how much of the house we figured we could write off yeah. um, due to the fact that I'm operating out of my house. And my husband says, yeah, at least half. And I'm thinking to myself, no. And then I really thought about it. And yeah. Right. I'm yeah. taking up almost half of the house with my business. Yeah, I know it's a lot. Like as my business is growing, I'm kind of like creeping <laughs> into other areas of the house, yeah. right? <laughs> it's growing. I know you just had the bedroom. Now you've got the woman cave. I do. It's just kind of spreading. And, and not that that's a problem because honestly, right now there's no one coming to visit. So I'm not entertaining in the woman cave and it's good. But um, yeah, but you know, growth I, is a wonderful thing, right? It means that what you're doing is working. So I'm going to take that as a fabulous sign. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the goal is eventually to have a warehouse and have, yeah. items, you know, have everything kind of organized in there. But until, yeah. until then, this works. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a fun question now. Okay. Did you grow up? thrifting i know that, that you love thrifting and i know this because we're like fabulous friends and you're my thrifting buddy but did you grow up thrifting yes so i was raised by a artist slash entrepreneur yeah and a stay-at-home mom and so there was no money there was nothing extra to go out and buy fancy clothes i mean i had fancy taste i tell you I <laughs> about clothing shoes yeah. And I would pick out the outfits in my head as I was laying in bed at night. But we thrifted. Um, we garage sailed as a family. Like thrifting was our joy and our pastime. And when we would go to like a big city um, like Calgary, we would go to Value Village because we didn't have one in our small town. So yeah, yeah. it was a big part of growing up. Yeah, I know. I mean, we've we've talked about this, you and I, a lot. And our childhoods are very similar, very similar. And I think that's part of the reason that we bonded because of how we were raised, you know? So it's, it's a fabulous thing. It brought us here, it brought us together. <laughs> so next question, next question. And I, I know, I kind of already know the answer to this, but do you like thrifting by yourself or with friends? Tell me the deal. <laughs> So in the past, I may have wanted to thrift, you know, with my mother or a friend. Um, yeah. Now I prefer to do it by myself. Um, yeah. I am going there to work. I don't want to have a conversation with the person in the next yeah. about whether I or not I think this looks good. I'm there to work. I'm digging. I mean, you're looking through hundreds of items yeah. waiting for that perfect piece to come to you. Like, yeah. I don't want to be distracted. I just want to focus but that being said, I do have a very good thrifting partner, and her name is Wendy. So I <laughs> we love are thrifting with you. together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The reason why I love thrifting with you so much is because we are both there for a business. We're there right. for a point, for a reason. We are trying to get in and get out as quickly as possible. 
Well, yes and no. When we go, <laughs> when we go now, you know how, how it works. We leave at the butt crack of dawn and then we get mm -hmm. home at supper time. And I think part of the reason why we drive in this whole thrift, thrifting expedition thing is because we're on a mission. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. And we go prepared to be there for the entire day. And not everybody has that dedication level. You know, it's tiring. <laughs> Yes. Like my arms, my upper body feels oh. like I've got like the best workout ever after a day of thrifting. I get chopper shoulder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess exactly. too, the best the, the best part of us thrifting together is we have different uh legs. Right. Different things that we're selling. I'm selling newer fashions, things that are current, and yeah. you're looking for those amazing 80s pieces. Yeah. And you know what I like. I know what you like. So we come together at certain points and can say, look what I found you. <laughs> I know. It's wonderful. I have such memories of that right now. It warms my cold, cold heart. <laughs> we'll thrift again. We That's will thrift again. Happen. We will, thrift, we will again. thrift again. Okay. So what is on your ultimate thrift wish list when we get back? When? I'm going to say when, not if, because we will. Okay. What's on your... So, my ultimate thrift list is um, is luxury brands. Um, yeah. I would love. I have found a Louis Vuitton, but I would love to find more Louis Vuitton. Yeah. I would even settle for a fake Louis Vuitton that I thought might be real. So for that little bit of time, <laughs> I get that super excitedness. The thrifting. Well, I want to learn. I want to learn about these brands too. So I would love to find um, Gucci. Would be yeah. amazing. I'd really love to find Veronica Beard. Um, she's got interesting, uh, very cool designs, and I just, I've never come across hers before. I've heard about it a lot on the YouTube, um, the Poshmark people who are on YouTube. So she's on my list. And then a Lee Saint Laurent. Oh, Definitely. yeah. I have baby. one, and I, I want know. more. I know. I have envy. I covet, I covet your jacket. It's so amazing. Okay, well, Just don't forget me. It's in the will, right? You, you wrote it in the will. I'm going to take a moment and, and, and draw a picture for you of this beautiful, luxurious, I can't talk, um, luxurious uh, purple long blazer. And it's a vintage V Saint Laurent. And Wendy covets it. I, I will will it to her in my will. Okay. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> so I guess that probably is the answer already to my next question. What is your most favorite thrifted find ever? Mm, it's actually tied between okay. two things. So it is the Louis Vuitton that I found. Oh, yeah. It's speedy. It's very exciting. I was at uh, Value Village and it was sale day and I was one of the first people through the door and I look and it's kind of tilted up. So that it, someone had looked at it, but passed it by. Wow. So for um, $8 minus 50% off, I bought a Louis Vuitton Speedy. Um, I think I sold it for around $300 because it did have some wear. Yeah. And the other one is a, uh, it was back when I was first uh, thrifting and reselling, I found a She-Ra doll. Oh, yeah. And her name was Spinnerella. 
<laughs> her for four hundred dollars, and I oh my god, twenty five cents for her. So. Isn't that crazy? That is like the score. Yes, the score. Very rare. I think they only made a certain amount of her. So she had really cute purple boots. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. My, my dreams, my dreams of thrifting, they're just all flooding through me right now. <laughs> we will thrift again. Let's we will get there. We'll get there. We will thrift again. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, uh, you know, with the thing, the thing in quotations here that's going on in the world, um, let's talk about that for a minute because we've had to, to shift gears. And I'd like to know, like, what is your biggest adjustment since COVID? It has to be not being able to thrift. Um, about two weeks into lockdown, I started to panic. I knew yeah. that I had some clothing, like I had items enough to keep me going for another couple weeks. I had gone through my closet. I was panicking. So when I had a store, I bought from my customers. That's where all my stock came. They brought their stuff in, I looked it over and I made them an offer and either they took it or they didn't. So I actually put it out to my customers. Um, you know, I'm looking for items and I started buying by the bag, uh, which has treated me really well and not so well sometimes. Yeah. So the things that I am, um, you know what, I'm going to stop there because I think I'm covering one of your next questions. No, that's okay. Uh, you can continue on with that. I mean, like, clearly this is how your your main main way of sourcing has shifted to right now, right? Like, you're... Yeah. Yeah, so, no, go ahead and talk about that because, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So, the way... Let me just try that again. So, I've had to source a different way. Mm -hmm. I am buying items by the bag. Um, I'm doing a no contact, so I pay them by email money transfer and then yeah. ask them to leave those items on their doorstep. Um, I'm asking them a lot of questions when we are first making contact. You know, what brands do you have? Um, where do you shop? Um, you know, questions like that. If they don't know the answer to those questions, then I know right away I don't want to buy from them because that yeah. means they don't prioritize fashion. Um, you know, if they if they can list off a bunch of brands, um, then they obviously that's important to them. Yeah. I also check them out on Facebook. Um, I look at <laughs> photos. I kind of do a little recon. Yeah. Um, big question is, you know, do you smoke in your home? Are you a smoker? Um, that thing. And you do have to realize that people lie. Yeah, I get that. And smoking, like the whole not smoking thing, that's a big deal for you. It is for me too. Like I don't resell anything from a smoking home because that's, it's just part of my policies and procedures and it is for you too. It's important, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't get that smell out. No. And I know from many times of um, mistaking it or not realizing and you know this item would make it <clears throat> to the processing we'd be steaming it yeah and you know one of my employees would come to me and say oh my god oh my goodness this is smells like smoke and yeah. then it's garbage I mean it has to be donated then I which, know you know it, it's a loss so if you're getting items completely from a smoking home you know you're buying bags of it 
yeah even more but i guess the main thing to really think about is to evaluate um you know what they've said and to price accordingly uh i had a lady that i paid her twenty dollars for 27 items and it turned out that um they weren't what she said yeah there was no lululemon in there there was a lot of very cheap cheap brands the stuff was very very worn um, I maybe pulled two or three pieces out of there, but because I only paid $20 for the bag, I can at least get my money back. Yeah. And so with what you're doing with this route, you're having pretty decent luck with securing stock, right? Like you're having good luck with it. Yeah, I guess. Um, and I think this probably goes into one of your other questions. Again, I apologize, but, um, I guess the biggest thing to think about is that I have a very curated closet. Yeah. Um, I sell things that I believe in, that I love, that make me jump up and down when I find them. And I'm trying to raise the bar too with uh, the price of the items that I'm able to sell. Yeah. So instead of selling a lot of $20 items, I would like to step it up and sell them in the $30, $40 price range but this has actually brought me back down. I yeah. have had to sell items that I'm not excited about. Yeah, I, I know it's, it's kind of like you're between a rock and a hard place, but this too shall pass, right? Like we said this, this will pass. And to keep the boat afloat, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Right, right. And for me, I'm really experimenting with staying consistent with my closet yeah. um, on Poshmark and consistently listing five, minimum five items per day. Yeah. Um, and that, having all this extra stock has allowed me to continue with that. And I found that that has really boosted my sales. Yeah. So the whole Poshmark uh, situation, you and I, we're going to have another chat about that because that's a whole other mm -hmm. podcast in itself. Like that, I know you said it's been a huge piece of your business, you know, since you started. And, and what was the date that you started with Poshmark again? So I sold my first piece in August. Um, it was so my last first August. First. Yeah. Last yeah. August. Wow. Like, yeah. And then it was probably a good month after that <clears throat> until I really got serious about yeah. it. Oh, I remember. I remember the whole process of um, the first few listings on Poshmark when you were doing it. Clearly, I was working with you at the time. And it's funny because you were the person that convinced me to use Poshmark as a platform. And again, like I said, that's a whole other story, you know, that we can talk about at another time. But uh, Thank you, Stephanie, for, <laughs> for pushing me to keep doing it because, you know, since, since Poshmark came to Canada, clearly, you know, at the beginning, it's very different as to what it is now, right? Like it has changed, the platform has changed a lot since the beginning and um, yeah, like vintage is a big part of Poshmark. It so is. it's, I'm and grateful that you pushed me. <laughs> Well, I'm kind of pushy, to be honest. Well, we, that's, we, we push each other, right? <laughs> it's true, it's true. I remember looking at what was there, and I just, I couldn't believe some of the stuff that I was able to sell. And, I mean, Etsy is a good place for you. I mean, that's obviously where your stuff 
is traditionally meant to be sold. But Poshmark is the future. Yeah. Yeah. Poshmark is, I'm sorry, my cats, you need to go away. (laughs) It's okay. We're down with kitties. We're down. Um, All right. So reselling and starting out. I mean, I'm sure you've got all kinds of pieces of wisdom that could be, again, a separate um, podcast, but what is your best piece of advice to anyone right now starting out reselling? So I, it's like a two part. So the biggest thing that I would say is, well, first of all, you need to decide, do you want to do this, you know, semi part time? Are you just selling the items in your closet or do you want to make this a part time to a full time job? I guess yeah. that's what you have to decide first. But the biggest thing is to be selective and consistent. So do not lower your standards no matter what and be consistent in your listing, in your sharing, in um, sending out offers to likers. If you're not doing that, you are losing because I would say 90% of my sales are offers to likers. Yeah, wow, that, isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you just, the biggest thing that I've learned from watching YouTube bloggers um, that talk about Poshmark is that you have to show up on the platform daily. It's not often. It's a social platform and you have to be social, right? Yes. Like you have to be willing to invest. Yeah. And when you see people, I mean, you know, you and I, we follow a lot of these Poshmark groups on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of people who are saying it's not working for them. Um, They're not selling. And I guess my first question to them would be, are you sharing? Are you liking? Are you uh, listing? You know, even if you're removing a listing and relisting it, are you showing up for your customers? Same as social media. Yeah, I agree. Like be being consistent and showing up. That is the key that's the key. Yeah. And I think that is, that goes for everything, like for any platform that you're selling on. And, um, you know, if you're marketing on social media, same thing, like show up, be consistent and the rest kind of just falls into place after that. Don't you think? I would think so. I would say that there is, um, you do need to have a certain amount of listing you're not going to have daily sales with a hundred listings. Yeah. It's unlikely. You have to think about it like a store. If a customer comes into your store and you only have a few items for sale, mm-hmm. it's unlikely they're going to make a purchase. But if you have hundreds of items, you know, and even in their size, you have tons of selection, then they're going to make a purchase. Right. Right. So what, what are the types of items that sell the best for you? Like, what are you selling the most of right now? Hmm, I would say I'm selling it for a bit of athleisure, um, so Lululemon, yeah. um, denim, definitely a ton of denim lately. Isn't that funny? Um, you know, and it just kind of depends on what, um, what they're, sorry, what they're <laughs> looking for, right? I mean, I sell a lot of dresses, a lot of, um, accessories, purses, jewelry. Yeah. I would say that if you're not listing and selling jewelry, uh, you are missing out because yeah. that is where you get the bundles. I get a lot of bundles of 
you know, a piece of clothing and a piece of jewelry or two or three pieces of jewelry. Um, so it's those little things that will make your sales just a bit higher. Oh, I have to agree with you on the whole jewelry situation because I just listed a whole ton of jewelry and people love the fact that they can kind of take advantage of that shipping by having more than one item in that parcel. And I mean, I'm a shopper as well. And I like to have more than one item in my, my little parcel, <laughs> right? I, I will comes... not buy from a, yeah. uh, from a Poshmark seller unless I can buy more than one item. It has to be something yeah. amazing for me to pay that $12.99 yeah. for one item. Yeah, I'm like that too. I will just, I will sit there and not purchase just because I've got only this one item. It's like, I want to take advantage of this whole situation by having more than one item. So jewelry is a great thing to fit, fit that gap, right? Yeah. And I would yeah. say even a non-branded, um, just simple piece of classic jewelry, you can get $10 for that. And yeah. when you look at That's what awesome. you're paying, for a piece of jewelry in the secondhand store, a dollar, maybe two. Yeah. Um, so the profit is really good on jewelry. And then we can look at a branded piece, um, a Stella Dodd, a J. Crew, a Fifth Avenue collection, anything like that. You can easily get fifteen to twenty dollars for a piece of jewelry like that. Yeah, that's that is real good, real good. I know I've been. I've been packing up a lot, and I look forward to the day where I can get out and get more because I do I do love listing the jewelry I just I find it's it's an awesome add-on so yeah so Poshmark are you gonna come back and talk with me about Poshmark yeah. and course. all and all the Poshmark anytime. things anytime all the things yeah and, and I'll actually put it out there to to the universe you know asking what people want to know because it's great to have like the questions asked so I can ask you specific questions before our next um our For next sure. podcast yeah oh sorry go ahead <laughs> i would say offers to likers and bundles let's talk about those two things because that yeah sales yeah there's so much to talk about with poshmark i mean just between the two of us we've had many a conversation and so sorry to our friends who were traveling in vehicles with us when we were on our poshmark you know, little tirades, but um, yeah, we, we've got a lot to chat about in the Poshmark world. Yeah, I can't tell you how thrilled I am that it came to Canada and that yeah. we now have this new way to sell that's really catered to what we're doing. Yeah. Well, reseller person to person. I mean, without all the fees of, you know, different platforms and yeah, it, it just, they really, really have done well with that platform to sell on. Yeah, it's definitely an exciting moment in my world, I can tell you. Well, thank I you. Poshmark. I, I, I know. <laughs> I love it too. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. And I do look forward to us having more conversations down the road and um, look forward to having you back. And I do have one last question for you. Okay. And you know what it is. You know. I'm very excited. I do are you, know. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> so uh, I'm asked, I'm asking Stephanie what her uh, her favorite song is right now and what she wanted to dance to or sing to. And I've been witness to both of those multiple times. <laughs> so she told me that she loved 
a little bit of queen. So we're just gonna we're just gonna have some silence here while we have an intro. <laughs> you can sing Stephanie if you want. I busted this out in the car on the way to the post office today in preparation. Oh yeah. Okay. I love the guitar solo. <laughs> Stephanie's doing air guitar right now. I'm doing a virtual air kick. I gotta say, I love this song. It is by far the best. And I love the fact that I want to break free. I do. I want to break free from the norm. I want to try harder. I want to be different and, and just break free. Well, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing a great job. And I look forward to watching you. Even though we're friends and we talk almost every single day, I still get excited to watch you and um, to see where you're going with things. And honestly, like this is just the beginning. So thank you again for being on my podcast, being my first guest. Thank you so much, Wendy. It has been my pleasure, and I also enjoy watching your success. It's, it's exciting to have someone who you can share those things with. So It is. It is. I value you, and I'm excited to come on the next podcast. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, and I value you, too. <laughs> Thanks again, Stephanie, for being part of my podcast. I love chatting with you about your journey and processes as a reseller and also for sharing your tips and advice. If you're not following Stephanie, you can find her on Instagram, Facebook, and Poshmark as DYL Fashions. Thank you again so much for listening and have yourself an amazing rest of the week.